Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, I'm Justin King, and welcome to the Blue Chip Academy. As a five-star recruit, all Big Ten corner, NFL vet, and Power 5 recruiting coordinator, I understand the emotions that go along with the recruiting process. The Blue Chip Academy is here to provide education, critical insights, and mentorship through the recruiting process for families and athletes alike. When athletes and their families have proper education and guidance, they're able to make better decisions and set themselves up for long-term success. Blue Chip Academy provides the resources and information that empowers athletes to create their own blue chip blueprint and take ownership of their careers. Blue Chip Academy exists because when athletes and their families are armed with the right information, they're able to make the decisions for themselves that positively impact their future. Again, I'll be your host, Justin King, and welcome to Blue Chip Academy. Welcome back to the Blue Chip Academy podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about leveraging your skills into the transition. Our whole goal mission here is empowering the next generation of leaders by equipping them with the detailed blueprints of success while using sports as our catalyst. Today, we get an inside look at comp- what our company's looking for when you need to master your leverage and your, as your time as an athlete and make that transition into the corporate and business world after we hang up the cleats, tennis shoes, whatever that thing might be for you. So we have human resources, executive talent and leadership consultant and Victor Patterson jumping on. Thank you for coming on today, Vic. How's everything? All is well. It's my pleasure, JK. Good to be with you again and and really excited about this topic. Uh, It's an honor for me to be with you. We certainly have had a number of conversations uh, about this topic offline and and really look forward to to sharing a little bit more with you uh, this evening through the podcast. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And thanks for jumping on again. So today, like I said, we we're focused on the keys to leverage the critical the keys and the keys to leverage and the critical factors for athletes that need to succeed during the transition. But before we get into it, let's have a little bit of a little background on Mr. VP over here. Uh, so where are you from, man? And how did you did you play any sports coming up through the game? Like, let's get a little background on you. Yeah, I grew up in suburban Chicago, second largest city in Illinois, Aurora specifically. And throughout my, you know, throughout my early years, I was a three-sport athlete, uh, baseball, football, and basketball. And as I got further into high school, realized that basketball was going to be out, uh, be my ticket out of out of the uh, out of the concrete jungle that I call it. Love love my hometown, uh, but basketball was it, and and had the opportunity to play some in college. Um, was invited at some point to uh, to have a pro basketball career in, in the Continental Basketball Association and uh, and then just play competitively, you know, through, throughout um, before before, you know, really uh, focusing on my professional career, which is which is what brought us here today. Most definitely. I love that. And it's always interesting hearing what part of the country people are from and what sport they decide to play. Cause like multi-sport athletes in Pittsburgh, they play football, you know, here's somebody from New York, they play basketball, Chicago, <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yes, so, Cause like, 
you know, it, it's like that natural uh, breeding ground, right? When you're talking, yeah. like, even for companies recruiting talent, just talent in general, right? Because it's like yeah. talent, iron sharpens iron. So you see that you're probably coming up in Chicago playing different area, um, yeah. different talent and things of that nature. So always interested here what people decide to choose uh, when that sport comes. Indeed. So, yeah, yeah, most definitely. So jumping into the, to the basketball thing a little bit. So you say you get a chance to play in the uh, Continental Basketball League? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm aging myself a little bit, but it preceded the G League, and uh, it was it was you know unique opportunity, and um, you know fortunately I didn't follow through on that, and that probably was just a blind spot in in my younger younger years, not knowing what was being afforded me, and um, and you know and, and letting that bypass, and so. As life teaches us, there are often lessons that uh, we move forward with and lessons that we don't, but we certainly learn from that. And that's a, that's a big one for me. I think you hit it on the head when you said, like, not exposed to or having your eyes open to the different opportunities that are coming about, because I think that's what happens in the sports trail or the ecosystem nowadays is where, I mean, there's so many critical factors, big business coming in and guys, whether it's recruiting process in high school, NILs in their face. Now I got to get to school. I got to do this. And it's like, there's so many opportunities of just whether it's business going around you, different opportunities, connections to make, to make that transition for obviously um, longevity in life. Right. I mean, sports obviously ends, but at the end of the day, you know, you can still work in the industry and have all the different um, experiences that it has to afford you. So jump into it a little bit. Is there anything from your upbringing or from basketball that kind of helped you anchor like that's been critical to your professional and career development? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so, JK. And you can appreciate this. Getting the opportunity to play a sport from your early years to high school for you and I at the college level, you really become a percentage of a larger pool of athletes. And so I, I think the one thing that uh, will lead me to, to answering your question is just really the grind and the pursuit of excellence. And, and sometimes that is built through just competition. Um, other times as athletes, sometimes we're self-motivated and we're chasing to be better than we were yesterday because we know the competition is going to be better tomorrow. And so I, I, I think that for me, JK, that was, it was not only um, a, a really good skill and trait from athletics for me to, to understand, but to retain as I got out of the athletic space. The other piece that I think is very important is I was always as talented as I was, as quick as I was, as skilled as I was, um, I tell people that I was also a cerebral basketball player. And, and I enjoyed the, the intersection between the pace of the game and the strategy needed to understand what were these other five people going to do that was trying to prevent me and my four teammates from doing what we wanted to do. And so as I continue to, to get older, and I think it really matured in high school, I was able to teach my teammates um, that aspect. So I think the cerebral piece of it and, and really playing chess when I thought everybody else was playing checkers. 
So that strategic mindset, being cerebral, I think those are the two things that I took from sports and, and, and have retained today. That's a great point, man. Just like the strategy of athletics, I don't think gets enough credit in general, right? When I talk, I talk to guys in football with being a physical sport, like I always talk about the processing skills. Like, yo, that's something that you can log into. Like you see something, you can react, you see something move, you have to go to the next check, but that's yeah. being cerebral, having critical thinking skills that are yes. hard to come by, to be completely honest. And if you yes. don't even recognize that you're building them, it's hard to enact them <laughs> if you don't know, right? So like, that's incredible to to hear because that's everything that I want the guys to understand when they're going through this process, even when they're transitioning, even through the league, like retaining that confidence. Because there's always, there's going to be a drop off when you transition out because you're going into something new, but you can take some core skills and put in tactical uh, factors around that to make yourself, you know, transition through um, that hard transition. I mean, that transition period or whatever we want to call it. So how was your transition out of basketball? It, it was interesting and, and it was isolated and at times lonely. Cause as I mentioned, and, and literally what happened to me is, is that opportunities was extended to me. Um, I asked for a year um, and I asked for a year. Uh, I had been, I had been extended a job offer. The year was going to give me an opportunity to train and get my body where I needed it to be. I had forfeited my, my senior year eligibility. So I was doing what I could to play pickup games and still stay sharp. And, and, and the, the offer came through me playing pickup games with the CBA team. So as I went through that, yeah, as I went through that year, um, as a professional employee, there wasn't anybody that could understand the decision that I was faced with. And so in one hand, um, I was the first graduate with a bachelor's degree in my household. So I kind of bore that weight of family pride and I got a job. But, but I was still very much a rawly competitive well-skilled athlete who had been given an opportunity that nobody in my family could relate to. So it was, it was a very difficult transition. I think the other thing that made it challenging is I walked into corporate America extremely wet behind the ears and and for for your audience that that is going to ultimately end up in transition, corporate America is an amazing web. It takes skill, it takes adeptness, it takes attentiveness to navigate the chessboard successfully. Um, and and it isn't always kind to being new. So I had that. Um, as time went on, uh, ultimately I found my way and I found my way by building relationships, which is what athletes do, particularly at that high school, that college, that professional level. Um, oftentimes you find yourself on a playing field with someone that you likely or largely didn't know before you hit that playing field. 
And so I leveraged that skill to help me navigate what was very new to me. I mean, that's, that's so true. I mean, when you talk about, when you said corporate America is like a web, you know what I mean? And then it comes down to just, it's like the, like a chessboard and like not understanding the different chess moves, right? Like you can be a chess player and understand different strategies or just the basic rules. Like, okay, the pawn does this, but like having a strategy when you're going in, like playing against someone that has plays chess, that has a strategy, like I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. It's like, it's an unfair playing field, right? So what were those things that you had, the core aspect of a competitive athlete? How did you kind of wrap that up into a professional? Like what were like some of the growing pains of getting there, like getting to where you felt comfortable in the space? Cause I'll tell, I always told a funny story here with like the first time someone CC'd me on an email when I transitioned out, I had words. Like I was, I was very upset. Like, wait, you don't trust me. We, we talked like you put the our supervisor on the email. Like what does that? So my friend was like, that's that's normal, man. They, that's, they're just covering their butts. Like I'm like, well, we yeah. don't do that in the yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know that that that's a that's a tremendous takeaway for the audience is is understanding that that communication. You know, in corporate America, it's often returned referred to a CWA, which is essentially or CYA, which essentially is cover your own behind. Um, but yeah, there, there are times that you communicate through, through email, which to your point is really, really intriguing because as, as an athlete, you go, you, you've got, you know, grown man to grown man conversations going on and then you continue moving forward. So some of my, some of my initial growing pains included understanding the environment that I was in and that I couldn't move at a pace that was equivalent to what I knew, right? And, and, and at some point, somebody, if not everybody that I was around understood that I was a college athlete. And again, you're going to be working with people that may be five years your senior, 10 years your senior, and they could care less about athletics. But you have to effectively dial it back a little bit and find a way to articulate we're all on the same team and this is our common goal. It, as an athlete that was in transition, it's very difficult because we are conditioned to get immediate outcomes through, through uh, practice. And in the case of football, that one day a week game or basketball, that two day a week game, anything that stretches out 30 days, 90 days, six months, and you still may not have the outcome, that rips at our soul. And so having to manage myself um, was an early growing pain. Um, understanding that people define the workplace differently than I may have defined it, very outcomes driven, um, and then trying to get everybody on board, another growing pain. Um, understanding that, quite honestly, things could get done in the 10th or 11th month of a fiscal year when in your mind 
we could accomplish it in three months. Another learning pain. And, and then just finding, finding your space in a new environment where you can be somewhat authentic and then build on that to, uh, to establish relationships that, that ultimately will, will govern and guide your success in, in this corporate space. So there are a number of, of challenges, not the least of which is learning something in, entirely new from what we have been conditioned um, for, for you know, many of us, 10, 15 years of our life. Is it a given that you have to go through that growing pain or are there, do you think there's any way that you can prepare yourself for that, whether it's communication with a coach? Because I always felt like that was my difficult aspect where it was like growing up as a coach's kid, I had a different relationship with like, quote unquote, the boss. Right. And then so in the college, it was like that. So it was always like, yo, we're in this together. And then getting to corporate America, it was almost like, no, I, I tell you what to do. And I'm like, no, I got to wait, wait, hold up. That's not how we get to that's not healthy conflict. Like that's, I, f- I feel, I feel like you're bullying me and like, that's right. not okay. So like, 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 is there anything that you can do to prep yourself for that? Or is that just something that you have to kind of grit your teeth to go through? I think foundationally today we have moved in, in a more positive direction from my time in the undergrad and in, in, in the athletic space. Um, I do think that relationships and, and quite honestly, Justin, you may be one of a very small percentage of athletes at the college level that has that type of relationship. Um, I don't want to say it's impossible, but I think those steps are part of the transition. Now, to the extent that you are a, a D1 athlete or maybe D2 athlete with high exposure, to, to the business environment, that is an ideal situation because now what you're doing is you're having someone nurture that foundation for you, seed into you, mentor you on what that transition has looked like. And, and it's, it's probably going to be a much easier transition than if it's just a raw break in transition. Right. Right. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. When we talk about, I mean, I say it a lot here about having an acceleration plan. Like as an athlete, I feel like it's unfair to say, have a fallback plan. If they're, if they're, if you know, this kid's goal is to become the top 1%, why would you tell them like, don't worry about having, no, you can have an acceleration plan. There's a lot of opportunities where you can navigate this space, maximize your time on the court field or whatever the case may be and make a, a, a dip, a gap in transition and keep going. Cause I, I've always experienced, whether it's in football, different sports, or especially in football, where guys have an idea of like, okay, I want to get into coaching, I want to get into personnel, I want to get into this aspect, and not really take the steps that are needed to really rebrand yourself into a coach or rebrand yourself into an, a, a front office or operational guy, and then taking the information that you have as an athlete and think it's just going to transition over. And it's like, well, you really have to learn like the different steps on how to like, be a professional off the field in different things, right? Because like a coach is an executive, whether they're doing Excel's thing, whatever that thing may be. And then that's the moment where I feel a lot, I've seen a lot of athletes kind of hit a little depressive space where it's like, well, dang, I, I was banking on that and I didn't really do the steps to kind of get it in place. So like just knowing what you want to do is like step one. 
Correct. And it's like actually putting things in place so where you feel comfortable to limit a little level of insecurity when you're transitioning out because man, it's it's a it's a beast. Like it, it's just it, it's a hard it's a hard thing to go through. Yeah, yeah. It, At any the, level. <laughs> exactly. And I think one of the things that uh, may be most challenging is you never think about the end is coming. And and so when it comes, you know, in my case, it was literally, hey, college basketball is over and you go to bed, you wake up. You in my case, I immediately had to think differently, and it was such, um, it was such a bumpy period because I didn't want to think differently. I wanted to keep hooping, and I knew I could keep hooping, but but my reality was slowly seeping in that dude, you know be off the payroll in a minute and you can be on your own. And, you know, this is what walking across the stage not only means to you, but it means to your family. And I didn't have this runway into that. It was just Yahtzee time to think differently. And so it's, 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 it's very, very tough, JK. It's tough. And with that being said, I mean, a lot of times when people transition out of sports, like, okay, here's a sales job, here's a marketing job. You decided to go up the path of human resources, which I find extremely, like, just interesting in general because a lot of people just aren't exposed to it, whether it's, like, the back end. I came up through football and, I mean, football operations and everything is pretty much the same, you know, operation as, you know, HR within a a business. What led you to HR uh, just that so, career field in general? It, it's an awesome question. And so my undergrad degree was finance and economics. And coming out of undergrad, uh, there were a number of different functional areas under finance that I could go into. And I did that. Shortly thereafter, um, there was an executive at at the organization that employed me. And uh, head of human resources. Uh, both of them collectively thought that uh, with my personality, what they had seen of me, it would be a good match for human resources. I knew nothing about what HR did at that particular point in time. Um, I can tell you today that I appreciate the decision. Uh, the function has and continues to evolve. But what I'm able to do today is uh, I'm able to use the grounding fundamental learnings from finance. And I have a graduate degree in business as well, so I'll, I'll offer that. I'm able to use that foundation and and work closely with leaders, executives, uh, mid-level managers who are responsible for functional areas. My sweet sauce as an HR, uh, an HR executive is that I help them weave people into the business strategy and deliver value or performance or profitability through having the right people, the right practices, the right processes, and the right talent. 
So I am, um, you know, in, in some ways, a jack of two critical trades. And in corporate America, as you and I have talked about, there are two things that are critically important um, under the definition or the, or, or the umbrella of value. One is unquestionably delivering on your objectives or outcome. The other is making sure that you holistically and effectively engage people. There are times, more times than not, where functional leaders just don't do well at managing both. But, but having someone with my background allows them to really, really optimize what they're trying to do. And so where HR wasn't on my radar initially, I can tell you that it has given me the opportunity to leverage my interpersonal skills, specifically those around relationship building and, and really building authentic relationships with people. But it hasn't taken away that business acumen from me, which, which really was my beginning, you know, from undergrad to, to graduate school, all I knew was business. That's a great point. And you said it earlier about the athletics and building relationships. And I want to stick on that because, you know, coming in through sports, it's, it's meritocracy. You play, you know, it, you know, it's good. So like, even, even when you're making, when you're building relationships in sports, we all watch the film. I'm, I'm better than you or you're better than me. So like, we see why that's happening. So build it like networking. When you get into corporate America, though, it gets a little different in terms of building relationships. Can we talk? Can you talk to me a little bit about how you were able to leverage your relationship building skills and make that transition into the corporate network relationship building ecosystem building skills? Because I think sometimes that also gets lost. We're just like, if I don't have anything in common with you, I come from a meritocracy. I'm going to do my job. And that's not like, and then I'll move up from that point. And a critical piece in corporate America is having a strong network when jobs come available, when your names are in the whispers, when you're getting recommended for things that you're not applying for and just that whole space. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about that? I can. I can. And I'll relate it to being an athlete. Uh, I think that there are two key components of being a successful athlete that maybe aren't always talked about, but are always evident. And that is a level of humility. As you know, growing up through that system, um, as an athlete being coached, you don't have a voice. And so you become humble quickly. The other piece that uh, I believe is, is evident in all successful athletes is the curiosity behind getting better. And that becomes, you know, asking coaches, I didn't do it right, how should I do it? So that curiosity exists for the most successful of, of athletes. And, and JK, that's what I took into corporate, and I continue to use that today. Um, and quite honestly, there are leaders today that acknowledge that curiosity in me and, and that humility in me, and, and that's what they like about working with me. So go back to that transition. It was just that. It was um, being aware that I've walked into a new environment 
that I know little about. And clearly, there are people around me who know a lot about that. Um, leveraging that humility and then just being curious. And it literally was just that, whether it was my new teammates, um, which would my immediate team, or talking to uh, talking to an executive uh, at the time and, 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 and being interested in understanding how are you managing your business? That has allowed me not only to be successful in the businesses that I'm in, but it's also allowed me to go cross-functionally within organizations and build relationships that um, ultimately were advocates for me and my professional brand, but, uh, but also helped me be successful through a deeper and broader understanding of the business as well. That's a, that's a great point because even just from the level of the humility that you have to go through to stack on some of those skills, I found myself when I first got out of football, I mean, I worked immediately with the Browns. It was football, football, football. And I found that I had to get some didactic skills, experiences. So I had to find a space where I was forced to be in a, a, a like a, a humble state or show some humility, like just knowing like, okay, I don't know everything about the sales and marketing thing, but like in football, like I got something to say about this. And I, and I know I, I recognize where I got some things wrong. And that's where I even talk about to my teammates or younger guys coming up of, even if you want to transition in football and, and work as a coach, like that's, it's, it's very similar to working in corporate America because you're being judged in office based things. It's just the content is the same. But I had to go into the healthcare industry to really get that sense of, okay, going to go get some office manager's coffee to talk to the doctor so I can meet my, so I can meet my quota on the sales and doing all yeah. these different things. So I got to figure that out. So now I'm focused on like, all right, how do I figure this out? Go get caught. Okay. I'm not thinking like, that's not the best way to do it. Cause I don't know what the best way to do it is, but I always, that's an, another piece that I always try to give guys some advice. If you don't know exactly what you want to do, in football or anything like that, get a couple years in corporate America because you can learn so many different things. And in that, you probably get some clarity on like, what can you do back in sports? What can you want to do in your own passion? So I love that you said that aspect from the, from the relationship building and things of that nature. But another thing, like we talk about merit-based networking, whether you're outside of your company, right? Like just building that ecosystem and we're just, thinking that you can go to a company and do well, have high sales and someone's going to come and get you. Can you talk about like when you're trying to build your professional network and how an athlete can provide value, right? To the people that are like, say you go to a conference or a networking event, how can you maximize that opportunity? Yeah, it's really, really good questions. And again, you know, you relate it to, to sports. It's doing your homework in sports. You've got the playbook. In football, you've got the playbook. In basketball, you've got the film. And you can watch the film and you can study the playbook as long as you want to. The same principle applies when you're preparing to go to an industry event or, or maybe it's just, uh, you know, an event that's going on in, in the metropolitan area where people exist. Having an understanding of of who the host event is and, and what, uh, what their particular area of expertise is. 
doing a little bit of homework around that uh, and having a functional understanding of that space so that you can get into a, a reasonably competent conversation is a really, really good start. Um, having an idea of, of what it is that you want to take away. As an athlete, I think that most of us have a leg up in an environment um, like that because there's generally intrigue about who are you? What did you, what was that experience like? And for someone that has not done that, that could be their first three or four questions. Conversely, the athlete gets to say, well, I've talked a little bit about myself. Who are you? Like, tell me your story. Why do you work for the employer? What can you tell me about what makes someone successful in that environment or with that employer? And at that point, you are really in a dialogue with someone and it's just going to take off from there. Um, you can use that very basic foundation to, from that conversation to the next person that you want to talk to in that environment. If it's an industry um, networking event around sales and or specific industry, whether it be pharma or medical sales, the conversation becomes a little bit more targeted but the objective principles, the founding principles are the same. You're just probably generally in the same audience. But it, it really is two very, two or three very basic questions. Hi, my name is Victor Patterson. You know, glad to meet you. Tell me about yourself. And it just spirals from there. Um, you know, if it's certainly somebody that you'd like to stay in contact with, you close that out. Is there a way that we can exchange contact information? business cards, LinkedIn. This is what I'm really looking to do for myself. I'd love to be able to reach out to you from time to time and just to get some coaching or some advice. People love that. They'll suck that up. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Blue Chip Academy. To help navigate the recruiting waters, LIG Sports Group put together a Blue Chip Recruiting Checklist. Download your checklist at LIGsports.com Blue Chip Academy to ensure you're making informed decisions through this process. Hit subscribe and check out the LIG Sports Group Football Ops and Recruiting YouTube channel, where we'll talk about the recruiting and other critical points in the football ecosystem. If you're feeling stressed, confused, or just want help putting together a blue chip blueprint for you and your son, don't hesitate to book a console call with me at LIGsports.com backslash Blue Chip Academy. Remember, everyone has a different journey. Keep sharpening and remember that you can only go to one school. Just make sure that you have your blue chip blueprint together and execute it. Life is good. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.